On today's episode, it's the best and worst moment of the Cubs 2022 season. We take questions from listeners and a whole lot more on a Monday episode. Locked on Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Cubs alongside Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. We're lifelong fans taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. And I'm pleased to be with you for a Monday episode as we begin another week in Cubs Nation. Sam, pleased to be with you here. And there was a lot of moments that the Cubs had this year. We're going to break them down with best and worst to two categories that we like on, on our show and uh we're gonna go from there how's it going over there today on a sunday going fine um i think it's important we clarify you know we have done best and worst games, games. Yeah. so this will be moments um and i have a couple good ones that i'm excited to share with you matt well the audience will determine if those are good or not and uh uh, yeah, we did do the games one. That that was a good time, and now we're getting to moments. And if you have any suggestions for other best and worst that we can do, yeah, uh, please drop it in the comments. And uh, if you're not subscribed on YouTube yet, do that as well. Apple, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. So some really great comments, and uh, you know, back and forth on our last couple episodes. Phenomenal. And I'd like, and I'd like to say. If I respond, I, I think I tend to respond on, on the Lockdown Cubs account a tad bit more than you, Matt. Mm-hmm. If I respond, by no means am I ever like, it, you know, somebody the other day was like, oh, Rizzo or so. They're like, hey, I didn't mean, I know you're not being harsh. I, I'm responding back because it's good conversation. There's no right or wrong answer here. This isn't five plus four. If I think a player isn't good and you I... think the player is good, we have no idea who's right. So don't think if I respond to you that I'm upset. And we're talking baseball with you. Yeah, right. Talking baseball with you, okay? That's all we're doing. Absolutely, sure, Uh, sure. But we love doing it with you, the Cubs fan, and whoever else may be listening. Uh, So I have a list of three things for for best candidates. Can I give you the uh, some runners-up? Well, uh, okay, sure. What do you think? Yeah, or should yeah. I just pinpoint at one moment for now? Yeah, yeah. Why don't we just do our we moment? We can go back can... and forth. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So ultimately what I decided was uh, the Cubs 6-5 win over the Brewers on August 20th. Uh, that rally, uh, we were in, in Nick Cozy's garage, uh, which we were yesterday actually as well. And uh, the Cubs rallied not once, not twice, but three times that day. They scored one in the ninth, one in the tenth, and then two in the eleventh to win it. Uh, they scored magical single, Reyes sack fly, wisdom double, and a Contreras single. Um, just uh, an exciting win. Stroman got the start that so day what was as well. The, what was the moment? So the moment was um, was was when they won the ball game when Contreras won in the game. Okay. And uh, to, to cap off the comeback. And actually, the, the day after, Justin Steele had a moment to get to the Brewers as well. 
uh, capping off a six shutout innings that, that, that ended up being one of his last starts, if not the last one. Um, two hits, no runs, one walk, nine Ks. So he had quite a moment that day as well. My favorite moment actually came in a loss, and it was the third game of the season, and it was when Seiya Suzuki hit a three-run home run against Freddie Peralta of the Brewers to give the Cubs an early first-inning 3-0 lead. Came on a 3-1 hanging slider, and the reason why I chose this was because that was the first and last time that season where I said, okay, this might be a good baseball team. The third game. Because it was two they were two and oh. Suzuki was already <laughs> through two games, looked really sharp. And then he hits that three run homer. And I just remember I was it was a Sunday afternoon. It was probably at that time about one thirty seven Central Standard. And he hits that three run homer. And I and I remember looking at, at my roommate Anthony, I was like, Uh oh. Is this gonna be a fun year? Is this team good? And pretty much everything after that was south, but that was that was my highest moment because yeah. so my counter to your point is, yeah, that moment August 20th was cool, but what did it mean? Right. right we knew, right. we knew the season was over at that point, game three, <laughs> I thought to myself, uh Oh, we could have a good baseball team on our hands. And then a little Daniel Norris and Jesse Chavez later, they were two and one, you know, they, they were six and four after that Rocky series. And then it went south. Yeah, I, I was considering picking the Nico Horner opening day home run. That's a good one, too. Uh, maybe I'll retroactively pick that. Because coming into this, before doing some homework, I was going to pick the Chris Morrell pitch hit home run, his first at-bat ever. That's but on May 17th against the Pirates, the Cubs were out of it. Right, right. So, uh, yeah. That's so why great, I went Great early. pick, great pick. Didn't Suzuki hit it inside the Parker at Milwaukee? That was a great moment too, but they lost that one as well. So thank you. That's going to be my worst moment of the season. July 4th, oh, no. 2022. After 2022. Se after Seiya Suzuki hits an inside the park home run off right. left-hander Josh, Josh Hader. Hader. The Cubs, uh, David Robertson blows the game in the ninth, and then an extra innings former Cub, Victor Caratini, hits a three-run home run off my favorite reliever at the time, Scott Efros. That was my worst moment of the 2022 season. Uh, my worst moment was – That was a breaker. Yeah, that, that was. I remember that. Um, so do you remember Frank Schwindel? I, I do remember Frank. Yes. Okay. He pitched three times in a two-week span in June. <laughs> good one. He Matt. pitched on June third, June twelfth, and June fifteenth as the Cubs began that month three and eleven, including a losing streak of ten in a row, in which in three of those ball games, Frank Schwindel, a position player, pitched. Okay, so keep in mind, position players pitch maybe a couple right. times a year, much less the same player, much less three times in a 14-day span. Right. That was despicable. It was a, a, a terrible moment when, when a, a pitcher doesn't pitch because you know it's a loss. You know it's a bad game. Also, a side note, Andrelton Simmons, who I ran into at Casey's General about an hour ago, <laughs> 
Uh, he pitched in a 20 to five loss to the Reds in May. That also was very unfortunate. Very good choices. The the position player phase was very frustrating. The the the, the was it a ten game losing streak? Yes, in May, right or, Ju- in June, or June? Nine in May, ten in June. Oh, those were tough. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, a lot to choose from. I mean, most of the most of the positivity came from you know the the second half of the season, like you said, when totally. everything. When everything when, when they couldn't make it anymore, so that's why I chose just something super super early on because the opening day series was fun. The two homers from Suzuki and Pittsburgh were fun. The series in chorus they split that was kind of cute. Um, then they had that really fun win against Tampa when it was like thirty degrees. Um, oh, the, the 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 first game of that series, and then that that went uh, went by the wayside. Hey, you've been working on your vocal cords this yeah. weekend. Somebody said they want me to sing more on the show. Really? Well, it wasn't me, so interesting <laughs> feedback. But um That's gonna be a do 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 Um yeah, so so those are some of our best and worst moments. Obviously, I was it's still in a kind of a game phase there, but um there was you definitely good. Some, thanks. There was definitely some best moments out there, there was some worsts. And I think in 2023, there's going to be way more best than worsts, um, you know, because the Cubs are going to win 85 plus ball games. And if there isn't more best than worst, then you could come visit me at the home. <laughs> or, or I thought you were going to say maybe get a new co-host. <laughs> that's that's one of your lines sometimes. I just had a built bar, by the way. Oh boy, are those fill in right. Yeah, those do a nice job. Well. We're going to get to some great fan questions coming up next and um, dip our toes into some review of the Cubs and also look ahead a bit uh, on the other side. Today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. With 24 7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you at the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door along with HD security cameras for inside and outside your home. Smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Simply Safe's monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com. Slash locked on MLB. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. We're back here on Locked On Cubs. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. If you're watching on YouTube, I just put up the number uh, for our voice 
line, 312-834-4634. And um, three, one, two. We should do a little jingle. Someone should make one, yeah. Um, really appreciate the questions and, and interactive on, on the YouTube side as well. So this week we have a few, Sam. Um, we have, let's see here, Bryce from Iowa. He says the Contreras debate is interesting. From all indications, it sounds like he doesn't want to come back. However, $19.6 million is more than he will get anywhere else. If he isn't catching, is there a team that will sign him to be a DH for money anywhere close to the qualifying offer? Likely not. If he stays, what does that do for the Abreu situation? Both are likely splitting time at DH, and you can't play two guys that kind of money to platoon. So I'd have to think the Cubs have to decide between the two. If I'm Jed, I don't even offer the qualifying offer. Just make a clean break from Willie. He's not worth 19.6 M's, nor is the draft pick. It would also mean likely passing on Abreu. It will be an interesting offseason, no doubt. So to summarize the, the from Bryce and Iowa there, you know, does the Contreras qualifying offer and the Abreu potential free agent signing conflict? Yeah, they do. And he everything that he said is right, and we talked about that on the show. Um that's why I, you know, the Contreras thing's complicated. That's why I was surprised the Cubs came out and said, you know, we're absolutely going to offer him the qualifying offer, which they did do. Um, they did say that already, yeah. Yeah, because of that whole thing. So it'll be interesting to to to, to have it play out. I, I you, know, you know, Bryce kind of summarized that episode that we did on Contreras. Yeah, so, yeah. So there's really no need to, to elaborate and- anymore. I, I think it's a... I think it's a difficult situation for the Cubs. I think it's a difficult situation for Contreras because of exactly that. I think Contreras wants to leave, but I don't think anyone's going to value him at 19.6, let alone 15 per year. Um, The best thing for his future is probably to sign a one-year deal with a high AAV, i.e. about 19.6 per year, and, and see how it plays out. So we'll see. Maybe there's a team out there that values him more than we do. We'll just have to see. You mentioned the four years for 60 on the, the show we did um, or a couple different shows. I think that's a fair number. And well, that was the hypothetical. Would you rather right. take four years for 60 or do that? And there's a gap in the AAV there, which is all good things to, uh, to consider. Right. Michael in Dallas checks in again. By yes. the, do we have a do we have a Cowboys Lions score from today? I believe the Lions, uh, the Cowboys won that game, um, but it was it wasn't a clean it wasn't a great performance. He says, "Gentlemen, you continue to be my go to everyday listen for Cubs talk radio because of your consistent quality content. Keep up the great work. Thank you. There's a lot of options to discuss about potential free agents that could upgrade the roster on the north side." But who, in your opinion, will prove to bring the largest contribution through development or taking the next step on the Cubs' current roster? And I have a little bit of a twist to that answer because I'm not going to necessarily go on the current roster or even the current 40 man. Uh, what do you think, Sam? Well, the the question is who's gonna who's gonna take the biggest leap. Yeah, uh, who will bring the largest contribution through yeah. development or take the next step? Suzuki. Awesome. Yeah. Suzuki. I think he's got the most. I think he's got the highest ceiling as a hitter. 
Yeah, we did a Suzuki episode last week. If, if you're just joining us, please go and, and check that out. Horner too, but Suzuki. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that for all the attention that the position player prospects are getting, I would like to think there's a chance that a, a Jordan Wicks or DJ Hertz will really contribute on the major league level. Wow. Um, and continue to develop and, and uh, really be that impact piece as soon as summer of 2023. Because wow. this movie is coming. So pre-order your tickets right now. I love that. I love that. I love that. Okay. Hey. Uh, Nate and Rockford. Love that name, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> All four of the teams left in the playoffs can run 98-plus miles an hour bullpen arms oh, out to the mound seemingly every yeah. day. Hard to see the Cubs competing immediately without those sort of arms somewhere in the system. Instead, we are looking forward to Alzali, Thompson, and Hughes in the pen next year. Um, while the Astros have a sub-2 ARA guy throwing 91-mile-hour sliders that most baseball fans have never heard of. Where are these power arms in the Cubs system? Very fair question. Fair question. Not completely um, sure, honestly. Out first of all, Alzali, if he's a reliever, will touch ninety six to ninety eight. Yeah. Um, Daniel Palencia that Lindsey Crosby brought up. Brings Horton, it. Horton's ninety six to ninety eight, pretty steady. Although we hope that he's a starter. Um, Hertz throws really hard. Um, they'll probably hopefully pick up a couple of guys that throw really hard. Uh, but yeah, it's a really fair point, fair question. Probably one of the still one of the weaknesses on the. I, I think there's guys they feel good about in the in the minors, but it's one of the weaknesses on the the current roster, um, and and probably something that that may have to be addressed as as they start competing. Yeah, Nate, you get you get our our brains moving with that because you know as we plan out the off season, this is a, a opportunity to bring in some guests, perhaps. And, and and Lindsey Crosby, who actually already has been a guest, could be a repeat one this sure. winter, and and that's a good topic to to bring up because, um, you know the the Cubs pitching stable right now is so good, and I know there is some higher velo guys, and so I think it is probably time to identify those and, and keep a closer eye, yeah, uh, moving forward. All right, hit us up with questions as the week moves along. Otherwise, on the other side. We are going to preview the rest of the week and get into some playoff discussion uh, on the way out. We're back here on Locked On Cubs. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. As we speak, the Phillies and Padres are in game five. 2-1 Philly, bottom five. Reese Hoskins has hit a two-run home run. Juan Soto has hit a solo home run for the Fathers. Wow, you can do sports updates on the radio. Thank you. And uh, the Phillies continue their magical run, uh, mm. given their end of the season. They they are so unpredictable, but they've done a lot of winning the last two weeks. And the Astros are undefeated as they enter tonight's game four, up three games to none. 
It looks like it's going to be Astros, Phillies, Sam. Uh, what what has stuck out to you since since we last spoke about the playoffs? Just Anything? just just how precious it is to just get in. And and on one side of the coin, you have the Astros, which has been the best team in the American League for most of the season, dominating. So you yeah. have that aspect of it. But then you have the Cinderella aspect of it of the team that I literally would have picked last yes. in, in in my order to win the World Series, the Philadelphia Phillies, that were about to go down one nothing to St. Louis uh, in Game One of a best of three Helsley comes in throws the ball all over the diamond you blink they're up 1-0 in the series they got momentum they got confidence and they're going to ride that wave all the way to probably the fall classic so it is uh truly crazy uh to me now don't get me wrong Philly has the talent Wheeler's a stud Okay. They got uh, big uh, names. Schwarber's hitting home runs. Harper's a stud. Hoskins, Hoskins Bohm, uh, uh um Nola but to just see them all put it together that quickly when it looked like they were really headed for a first-round exit, it just shows us Cub fans that, hey, don't worry about how you get there. Just get there, flip the coin up, and let's dance. Okay. And, uh, yeah, hopefully a good song is on when that happens. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, I, I enjoy watching the Phillies. Shorber's a menace, man. Um, Harper is, is a joy to watch. Uh, Nolan Wheeler are one of the best one-two punches in the game. Absolutely. Uh, so they turned it on at the right time. Yeah. And um, I, I know the Astros were the best of the bunch, but but to go potentially go undefeated into the Fall Classic uh, would be would be uh, very impressive. Very impressive. Um, so so coming up this week on the show, Sam, we're going to do more player grades. Uh, we will break down any any news and notes as as it develops, including any breaking news related to the Cubs. Um, some any any more off season chatter, any free agent targets, perhaps trade targets, uh, Arizona yeah. Fall League updates, and more. Yeah, and 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 just real quick, you know. Why am I a little bit tired tonight? Well, you and I spent uh, an evening together last night. Very fun at our friend Nick's house. Little right. housewarming. A lot of people showed up. I, I got there at about 4 p.m. I didn't leave until close to midnight. So um, it's a long know, day. I'm dragging a little bit. Um, played a couple games of beer pong. Didn't, you know, three and twos ish, I think. Didn't fare, fare great. Shot was a bit off. Um but it was overall nice to see you in the flesh. And I did, you know, you, you haven't reposted uh, my Instagram post. So oh, yeah, I got to do that. See that. Yeah, you might want to do it quickly because it might go away soon. Um, <laughs> it was great to see Matt in his element doing magic tricks in front of a real audience. Um, if, yeah. For those that don't know, Matt on the side, besides being an educator and a podcast host, he is a magician. And, and right. last night he put on a show. And I enjoyed it, even though I've seen it about a dozen times. <laughs> Thank uh, you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. It, no, in all, in all honesty, you do the trick great. And you're a great showman. And we'll figure out one of the tricks to do on YouTube Live this winter as well. Yeah, we'll have to join that. We'll, maybe, maybe we'll do that when the Cubs get Otani. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to hit that subscribe button for Lockdown Cubs on YouTube and smash the like button on all your favorite Lockdown Cubs content, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And remember to drop us that text this week, 312-834-4634. Thanks for making Locked On Cubs your first listen every day. Now we're going to share with you for the first time a very exciting second listen, the Locked On Sports Today podcast. 
Locked On Sports today is our 22-minute recap of the previous night in sports. It features local experts on each of the big stories, as well as the take of the day from one of the Locked On hosts. Checked out Locked On Sports today on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. He's Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. This is Locked On Cubs.